are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. Are you in a season where your faith is beginning to falter just a bit? Perhaps life hasn't gone as you had planned. You have prayed and prayed, and you're seeing God do, well, really almost nothing. Well, if this is you, then hold on, my friend, because today's guest not only understands, she's stopping by with a lot of hope. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee. You know who we are. Coffee stands for Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, always delighted to be your host. Today, I have the great honor to welcome to our show someone who is not only beautiful on the outside, but radiates God's beauty from her innermost being, her heart. She is so multi-gifted that it's really difficult to describe her, but I can say very confidently that she uses all that she has and all that she is, from being a prolific speaker and writer, a recording artist, a missionary, a TV host, as a featured guest on various genres of TV and radio, to a devoted wife and mother. Today's guest, Michelle Wilkins, uses it all to tell the incredible story of Jesus' love and his freedom, anchored during some of the best times of her, her life and some of the darkest. So it, was, it is with great honor that I welcome all that I have just talked about, but someone who I can call a friend, Michelle, Michelle Wilkins, to coffee today. Hello, my friend. I'm so glad Hello. to have this moment. <laughs> I am thrilled. Thank you so much, Kim. Oh, my goodness. We, I just love our time together. I think we're so like-minded in what and how we approach God's word and, and our longing for other people to see him, who he really is. And, and helping yeah. people, you know, be set free. I just have always felt such that, that strong connection with you, Michelle, from the first time mm-hmm. I saw you. Same here. Absolutely. And to, to be able to partner with you in this way is just so special to me. So special. Well, well, thank you. You had a big weekend, right? Have you been ministering this weekend? Yeah, I was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I sing on the Beth Moore Praise Team, and we had an amazing time with the women. It was so beautiful. I bet it was. So, so, <laughs> so you're you're coming. You you are a busy lady, but you're also a mom and a wife, yes. and I I know that's your heart of all hearts. Absolutely, yes. God has blessed me, and I'll get into a little bit more about my children a little bit. But I've been married for 21 years in June with uh, to the most amazing man, and I'm just so grateful for my family. And yes, I've been blessed. 
I know. Well, you know, it's really, um, Michelle, we, we know that, um, you know, we can stand behind the pulpit or we can stand on the different platforms and we can praise the Lord and we can, people can see mm-hmm. all the good and, and all the joy. But many, many times, unless we speak it, many times people don't hear about the hurt and the pain that we've walked through, which is really Mm -hmm. a a large portion of of who we are. And so today I really thank you for coming on the show because, audience, you're going to hear that Michelle's story comes with a lot of pain and a a lot of heartbreak. But before we get to that, I want want Michelle to just kind of spend some time talking about who she is, along with all this beauty and all the, the pageantry and all the grace and the glamour and the glitz and all that. Michelle, one of the things I love about you is I've seen you in the trenches of the mud in many places. So tell us about that, my friend. Oh, it's one of my most favorite places. Um, Yes, I love all the wonderful uh, luxuries here in the United States, but one of my favorite places is to be in the darkest place in Africa. My dad was a missionary, and I grew up traveling with him to different countries, uh, primarily in North America at the time. And then as I, after I graduated from college, I just had this burning desire. That seed had been planted so deep in my heart, and I hadn't mm-hmm. gone on a mission trip in a while, and I was like, I've got to get somewhere. So the Lord connected me with an organization that does a lot of uh, mission work when they deal with very sensitive topics with sexual exploitation and sex trafficking and and many other things that they do there in the slums and they rescue young girls and and give them the opportunity to learn a trade or get an education and all of that and so I was able to go with them and um, I love ministering to the broken and the underserved it is one of my Mm. favorite things to do and Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that I will always do for the rest of my life Uh, I just got back last a month ago um, I was able to go with the organization to Ghana. They, it was, um, I took 22, well, I was invited by 22 doctors, and they did over 180 surgeries and literally oh. transformed this underserved community. It was so beautiful to see God work in that mm-hmm. way. So it's just amazing, absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I cherish it. Well, and I love yeah. seeing those pictures um, because I'm, I don't know <laughs> if people know, but but Michelle is a, a Kentucky native. Uh, she was elected by her mm-hmm. peers to reign as Miss Tennessee State University. Um, you received mm-hmm. your political science degree there. You've won the title mm-hmm. of uh, Miss National Black Hall of Fame. I mean, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You are a radiant, <laughs> you know, beauty queen. And that's what I love about how God will, what he will do with a heart that just wants to serve him. He can put us on the most polished platforms, but then to have a heart to be in the mud and the trenches and hugging and loving on these kids. Michelle, I mean, just I, I just love that about you. Um, that's just a beautiful part of who you are. And, and yay for your dad and mom. Now, tell me about them. Are they still living? I know your mom is. Yes. Yes, so they are. My dad doesn't really um, do mission work anymore um he's he's i think he's 72 now um and he he tries to to travel but we're like dad i think you might want (laughs) to chill out a little bit Uh, but my mom is with me and my mom is actually a native of west africa uh and so i have family in ghana and uh and so they're they are just on fire for the lord still and just such supporters of watching me move forward in and their very same same steps 
Mm-hmm. And so it's just been it's been wonderful to have them mm-hmm. and 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 get their expertise on some things that I, I run into from time to time. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you have your yeah. TV show, you travel and sing. You're very active with, uh, I'm so honored that you're a part of the, the, the leadership team that we're doing nationally to do a large conference yes. in the spring where yes. uh, God just put it on my heart to bring together 12 uh, through Up To Me Radio, which we're on now, um, to really bring forward some leadership people so that we can truly understand what biblical leadership is. How important is that to you, Michelle? It's absolutely important to me. Um, You know, I got to travel and be around so many different people from different denominations and different churches growing up. And one thing I saw that really just I couldn't even stand it was to see uh, environments that were toxic or that were causing a lot of um, church hurt. So mm-hmm. people are coming, they're already broken and already needing something, and they come to church, and that's the last place that they should feel, um, you know, broken or, or injured. And so right. it's really important for, for leadership to know how to take care of the people that God sends them mm-hmm. and, uh, and empower them, empower them. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's just absolutely key, absolutely. I- I love that because, you know, one of the things that uh, I'm afraid that so many people are getting their principles and their teaching from social media platforms, and, oh, mm. my goodness, it is, it is, it is just um, so false and full of lies. I mean, one of, my, one mm-hmm. of my things that I just I cringe where it says that people aren't being good to you if they're, if, they're not, if they're not making you feel good and, you know, run from them. And I, so many times when I read that, Michelle, I think, what if Jesus had done that? What if he still yeah. did that? Because each day, every day, the Bible says we're going, we will each fall short of his glory. Thank you, That's Jesus, right. that he doesn't just do what Facebook says and run away, that he runs to us in our hearts. That's right. He just, isn't that just what we need to be telling this new generation? Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love, I love uh, one of the Beatitudes that says, you know, blessed uh, is the peacemaker, right? The, yes. the peacemaker yes. literally has to run into conflict to create peace. They're yes. not on the outside of conflict creating peace. They're inside of conflict creating peace. Yes. Um, yes. And so we, we can't run from that. We have to be able to go in and, and do what God will call us to do in that situation. I feel like um, I fear that we're in a generation where we're teaching, um, you know, if it, if, it, if it feels good, do it. And if not, run from it. And that's just the opposite. I, I think about Jesus, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane when he's just crying out where his tears become like blood and or blood. And he goes, you know, if mm-hmm. this could pass from me, if, you know, it wasn't that he was enjoying what he was about to face. And so many times in ministry, especially as ministry leaders, as influencers, you know, we're going to face things that we'd rather run from. But if mm-hmm. we are to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, then we confront those, whether it feels whether it feels like it or not. And so with that, mm-hmm. I, I think about all the misteachings that, that are in the Bible today, and I, I feel, Michelle, that one of those teachings is that, you know, if we're doing everything right, then everything right's going to happen to us. And that is just not no. biblically, is it? And so no, uh, I want all. to get into how you have learned that in your life so well. Michelle, when I read about this eight miscarriages, let's talk about that yeah. for a minute. Let's talk about some of the hurt and the pain 
that uh, that you have walked through that could actually the things that you learned from it and and how you learned even to know more about Jesus through these. So I'll let you start the yes. story where you'd like to start. Okay. Um, so yes, I've been pregnant ten times, and eight of those pregnancies. And the first time uh, I miscarried, um, I found out I was pregnant. Super excited. Michelle, Michelle, I'm going to interrupt you. Something happened there, and you bleeped out for just a minute. So would you start from the beginning, because I want people to understand. They they missed that first part. So, Okay, go ahead. Sure. Okay, so, yes, I've been pregnant ten times, and eight of those pregnancies ended in miscarriage. And I remember the first time uh, I was told that I miscarried, you know, I had told a few family members and friends. We were so excited. We had heard the heartbeat. We were preparing for mm-hmm. this sweet one to come into this world. And then another um, the doctor's appointment came up, and the, the, the nurse's face dropped, and I could tell she didn't want to say what she had seen. And I said, what's going on? And she said, sweetheart, there's no, more, there's no longer a heartbeat. And my mm-hmm. husband just collapsed on my chest, and he began to weep. And he looked mm-hmm. up at her and said, just check again. Just please just check again. And oh. I could tell she didn't want to because she would have to say it again. But she did. She obliged. And she said, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, honey. There's no change. And I remember, and, and I'm sharing this particular one because this is, this is when everything changed for me. Mm-hmm. So we and get in the one? car. This is the very first miscarriage. Okay. And, okay. Um, and, and so I get in the car. And the, the radio's turned all the way down, but I can see the name of the song that's being played, and it's called Count It All Joy. And so mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the car, I'm feeling pretty numb, and I'm staring at those words, and I'm feeling all kinds of things like anger and frustration and who wrote that? Like, what do you mean count it all joy? Like, well, how can you be happy when something is breaking your heart, right? And mm-hmm. so I remember we pull out of the, the parking lot and we're headed home. And it was just a moment. I, I felt the darkness coming. I felt the accusations. I felt, I, felt, I felt it approaching so swiftly. I heard things like, if God is good, why would he withhold something good from you like this? Why would he do right. this to you? Um, right. I began to hear things like, you know, did you do something wrong? Did you hurt the baby? Did, you know, now, and now I'm, I'm, I'm feeling guilty. Like, what did I do? Right. And I can right. feel all these accusations literally trying to overwhelm me. And I remember in that moment, my eyes went back to that, the name of the song, Count It All Joy. And I said, okay, 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 okay. In this moment, I'm at a cross, crossroads moment. You said that I can count it all joy. I don't even know what that means, but I'm going to try you. I'm going to try you in this moment. I'm here in the middle of the, of the bottom of this pain, and I want mm. you to show me who you are. I want to know if mm. your word really is true in this moment because when things are good, I can say, yes, God is good. He will protect me and cover me. He's my strength. He's my help. But then when I hit rock bottom, is that, mm. same, that same conviction and confession true? Mm. And so – I remember we were driving home and I said, I'm going to try because at this point I realized I have a choice. I don't have to automatically go the way that I'm feeling where everyone would say, of course, you know, you should grieve. You should feel sad. You should, you should wonder about God. You should, in that Question. moment I said, I'm going to, I'm going to try something else. And so mm-hmm. I began to hum and I began to hum and my husband looked over at me and said, are you humming? And I just said, I just held his hand so tightly and I just began to hum. 
And that mm-hmm. hum turned into me singing, you are good, good. Oh, Lord, you are good. You are good. And I began to praise and worship and worship and worship all the way till I got home. When I got home, I went upstairs into one of the rooms of our home, and I began to sing and sing and sing. Six hours later, oh, I didn't feel like it at first, but I wanted, I, I, I wanted to, I, I, it was almost like I was desperate to see God move in the darkest place of my, of, of my moment. And Kim, when I tell you, when, mm. <laughs> when the scripture says that he's close to the brokenhearted, I've read it a million times, but when you experience it, it changes mm. everything. I remember it was almost like a, a force field around me. The accusations started to lose their volume. And yeah. um, I, remember, I remember this was something that I didn't even know was lurking in my heart, but the Lord showed me something about myself in that moment so sweetly, but it needed to be corrected and it needed to be repented. So mm. I realized in that moment that I had a sense of entitlement. And I began to think things like, I've been good. I serve you. I'm on the mission field. I help people. How could you let this happen to me? Mm. Well, mm. at the end of the day, great and good and God, like, how can I say I see myself as so good? I don't deserve this. Mm. And so when that came out of my spirit, I realized, oh my God, Lord, that's that's a lie. That's that's wrong thinking. And so in that moment, in the middle of me worshiping. And I believe because I chose to worship in that moment, God began to kind of show me things. And I repent. I said, God, I'm so sorry for thinking like that and feeling like that, that you owe me good times because I see myself as good. That's crazy, mm-hmm. Kim. Oh, <laughs> and wow. So, but, that, uh-huh. that's, that's, that's really deep right there. That's really, I mean, what God began to show you, and I'm letting that just soak in to the hearts of people that are listening right now because I believe that's hitting and touching each and every one of us um, because Jesus could have thought that as well. But I just, I don't want to interrupt you. I just want to stop right there and let people just soak that in for just a minute. All right, Michelle, continue on, my friend. Yeah, and the thing about that is I didn't know it was in my heart. Right. How I was Right. And so I read, I Lord like it was a force field. Accusations weren't as strong as I began to worship. It literally be, it, it felt like a, a force field was covering me in that moment. And I mm-hmm. felt the presence of the Lord. Never have I felt it before that moment and even after that strong and intense. But I felt the presence there's in a different room. And he bolts out of the room and says, baby, keep singing, because he could feel the atmosphere in our home change. Wow. It was mm-hmm. so powerful. In that moment, I realized I will not put my desire for anything, even a sweet baby, above you. I will not accuse you of not being good. I want you more than anything in this world. And I know that you are going to comfort me and walk me through this moment. I will have my trust in you. And I, I, I just begin with you to worship and worship and worship. And I can't explain it, Kim. I can't mm-hmm. explain it. All I know is there was a strength that came to help me walk through that situation because the next day, 
I went to the grocery store. It was like a um, supermarket, and there was a baby section. I went to the baby section. I bought two onesies. I put them in my cart. And my mom said, sweetheart, what's happening here? And I said, oh, these are the two onesies that my children will wear from, back from the hospital. You see, I had been told that I prophesied a few times that I would have two children. And I held mm-hmm. on to those words and that promise. And so I bought mm-hmm. those onesies and I put them in my closet. And every morning I would get up and say, I can't wait to meet you. Oh, mama's going to hold you. I thank God for you. But in the process of that, because of that very profound experience with God through my first um, miscarriage, when the other miscarriages came, I knew what to do. And it wasn't like it, it was void of pain. It was, right. it was disappointing. It was painful. I, I wept in the Lord's lap. I took scriptures and I would lay it open before him, the scriptures about Hannah and, and the scriptures about um, different women who had lost uh, their children. And I would lay it before the Lord and I would say, but Lord, I'm holding on to a promise. And, and, mm-hmm. what, and here's the thing, Kim. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The Lord also revealed to me something very powerful about grief and about pain. Yes. So I, I could feel the darkness coming. I told you that, the accusations from the enemy. I, I heard his voice. He was trying to separate me and cause me to not trust a good God. He was trying to make right. me consider, consider him uh, in a different way, that he, somehow mm-hmm. in some way – um, he's not, he's not good for me. He doesn't have my best interest at heart. And so mm-hmm. that accusation was supposed to, so was supposed to create a between God and I that I would, nor would I continue to believe him for other things, not just for a child, but now he would sabotage my faith. I would no longer run with all my strength. Exactly. Of God. I would, mm-hmm. I would pull back and I would, I would, I would slow my pace at, just to protect myself from disappointment. I would mm-hmm. not, um, yeah, I would just be playing it safe, you know, mm-hmm. and, right. and I would miss out, Kim, on the fullness of what God intended because it takes faith. And right. so if I pull back on my faith because I'm, I'm hurting and I'm questioning God's heart for me through this pain, now he not only put a wall between God and I to a certain extent, but now he can cause me to no longer receive the fullness of what God intended because now I'm afraid to believe for more. Right. Right. And, right. and it, I just, I realized that the enemy was trying to steal so much by hitchhiking mm-hmm. on the back of my pain, hitchhiking mm-hmm. on the back of my grief. And, and a lot of times pain and suffering and disappointments are doors that the enemy loves to march through. And yeah. now that we're vulnerable and we're hurting, now we are, we are um, vulnerable to, to his accusations, and sometimes, unfortunately, we will eat them and believe them, and they now become a part of our life and our relationship. It's the thing is, I could have kept going to church, you know, singing in the choir, um, going to these women retreats. You would have never known that in my heart right. I've taken several steps back from the Lord, but mm-hmm. the Lord would have known. He would have right. seen it, and, um, and the, Lord, the Lord just wanted me to know that his love has not moved, um, mm-hmm. that he's with me, that he's going to strengthen me through this. And in this dark place, I'm going to find a sweet, powerful treasure of the reality of who he is if I would just be open to see him in this place. Mm-hmm. If oh, I my would goodness. just recognize him. Yeah. I, I, 
I, you know, one of the things, so much that you said, but one, one of the things that I want to remind our people is Second Corinthians twelve nine. my grace is sufficient for you. And that's exactly yes. what you were talking about, Michelle, when you, when you started mm-hmm. to hum, you know, you were seeing, he says, my, my grace is sufficient. And we are in situations now, I have so many friends right now who have lost their children, who have you know, there's so much hurt and pain. And to think about your story and to think about the word where God says, my grace will be sufficient in my strength. Uh, you know, my strength will be perfect in your weakness. And, and that is something that permeated through everything that you just said. Another thing that you said that I really want to make sure our listeners, because some of our listeners that are listening today have, I know, I know that there are tears streaming down their face. They are doing everything they can to hold on. And this that's why I wanted mm-hmm. to do this, Michelle, because you have such a you have such a voice of hope because you've known the hurt. And when you've known the mm-hmm. hurt and people can see, you don't walk through eight miscarriages without a lot of pain. Yeah. And in that pain, yeah. I love what you said. The enemy was trying to hijack that pain. I never heard it put like that before, but that's mm-hmm. how evil he is. He will come in yes. at our weakest moments and, and yes. to, to kill, steal, and destroy. Two things that That's you said right. um, that I really want to point out, and then we're going to go to commercial break, and then we have to, for just 30 seconds, and then we're going to be, be back. But one of the things that you said that is so important, so important, when you said no one would have ever known. I could have still mm-hmm. gone to church. I still could, you know, I, no one would have never known that part of you mm-hmm. was stuck in that pain. Part of you was yes. still questioning God. And, um, mm-hmm. and so to our audience, I want them to hear that, that, you know, you may be going about your everyday life, and you, there may be a part of you that's so hurting and so questioning God. And just like Michelle said, you've been hijacked, the enemy's hijacked, mm-hmm. But God does, and he's always saying, come unto me, ye who are weary and burdened. Come to me. Cast your cares Mm -hmm. upon me because I care for you. So the God that we serve is the one that doesn't want you to stay stuck in that pain. He he is calling you to his best. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that you said, Michelle, you said so many. I'm writing down so quickly. But the Mm -hmm. other thing that I love so much because we know the enemy is the great accuser. He's the great mm-hmm. liar, right? He will say mm-hmm. anything to us. And I love mm-hmm. what you said, that as you began as you began to hum, you said the guilt and the accusations began to lose their volume. I love that. Yes, 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 the absolutely. Praise, the, the praise became louder than the accusations, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, at the end of the day, I know we have to go to break, but, you know, I've heard a lot of scriptures in the Bible. I've heard a lot of scriptures in the word of God, and I've agreed with them when things were great. But in that moment, yeah. I wanted to see if it was real. And so I had to try it. I had to do it because I was already in pain. I was already hurting. So let's just yeah. see what God can do in this moment. And, y'all, yeah. I, t- I tested his word. I tried it, and he is who he says he is in that place. Mm. Mm. Oh, Michelle, you don't you don't even know this about me, but I came to the same place. I came to the same place mm-hmm. in my heart, and I'm hoping that this will be a place many of our listeners come to. I remember, I remember the day 
when I found the scripture, Ephesians 3.20, glory be to God who by his power at work within us can do beyond anything we could ever imagine. And I can remember thinking, God, I can't even imagine anything good. I'm that desperate. I'm that, that and no mm-hmm. one would, would have ever known. But I remember saying, if this is you, if this is really your promise, that I'm mm-hmm. going to try my best. And I'm going to see if you will stay true to your word. You know, that's all I knew to say to him at that time. That's all I knew was I'm going to to see if you will be the one who really is true to your word. And I will tell you, just like your your moment, that was my moment. And I hope today, listeners, I hope this will be your moment. God says, test me, try me. Uh, taste me and see that I'm good. Yes. You know, and yes. I, I pray this moment right now, if you're in pain and you're hurt and disbelief and blackness and despair, I pray that you will do the same that Michelle and I did. Turn to God and say, God, if this is you, I want to know you in your fullness. We're going to take a 30-second mm-hmm. break, and we'll be right back. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text, and for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, conversations of friends of faith, to encourage and equip. I'm Kim Crable. So delighted to have you with us today. And also so delighted to have our friend Michelle Wilkins with us. Um, she is, you, you heard us talking about her earlier. Not only is she beautiful on the outside, but truly radiates God's beauty from her innermost being. And I think you hear that from her now. She is a singer, songwriter, speaker. She's so multi gifted. But here's the heart of Michelle is to honor God in all that she does. And you can hear that anointing in her voice today. And so, Michelle, again, I just want to thank you so very much for joining us and giving us a full hour of your precious time today. (laughs) Oh, it's my honor. And, Kim, I just love you so much. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we've talked about one of the most horrific things that can happen, eight miscarriages. I wonder, now Mm -hmm. you have two children now, correct? Can you tell us which which of those pregnancies uh, gave birth to the two that you are now having in your home? So um, after three miscarriages, I had my firstborn, and then... Then, um, then there was just a series of miscarriages, and then my very last pregnancy, um, which was just um, about a year and a half ago, um, I had my my second son. Wow. Um, that yeah. was a, you didn't give up, you know. That's that's the message. I did that not you give did, up. Didn't give up. Michelle, let me ask you up. this: fifty percent of our listeners are men, which we're so thankful for. And, you know, mm-hmm. miscarriages do not, you, you mentioned, uh, and I can just see that, that scene of your husband um, falling across you and asking the nurse, just try one more time. I, mm-hmm. You know, so miscarriages are not, uh, the pain is not only held to the mom. Can you tell That's us right. how, how do men deal with miscarriages? What did you learn about so that? It's, 
I learned that a lot of times men don't know what to say. They don't know mm. what to do um, because they, they, they realize, of course, you know, their, their, their loved one, their, their, their wife has, is truly deeply grieving, and they just don't know. A lot of times they're so busy trying to care for their wife in, in the best way they know how that they don't really look at their own grief and deal with their own grief. It's not like men can, like, call up another guy and sit around and talk about, you know, grieving the loss of a child. Some, some men don't have that type of fellowship or accountability or, or relationships within the body of Christ. And so they just right. keep it to themselves. And, and so all the thoughts and, and questions and, and, and sometimes they don't even want to bring it up or, or ask questions that they may have with their wife because they don't want to trigger or cause her to feel sad again. Or, so they just bottle all that up a lot of times. And that's mm-hmm. unhealthy. Because mm-hmm. the same thing that I was saying that, that I was presented with, they too are presented with. Like, how could this happen? You know, why would God do this to your family and all of that? And they've got to come to a place where they, they stand, you know, mm-hmm. not only for themselves, but, of course, to, to be a support and encouragement to their wife as well. So it, it's, 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 it's very similar. It can be incredibly painful for, for a father to, to go through that and, and so mm-hmm. it's the same advice that I would give uh, to just to, to really throw yourself into the Lord. Because honestly, here's the deal. This is my motto in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if oh. you're going to hurt, if you're going to hurt, okay, if you're going to go through a painful season, by golly, you better emerge from that thing stronger, wiser, and closer to God. Take, <laughs> I'm talking about take every benefit that can be birthed from that dark place and apply mm-hmm. it to your life and emerge mm. from the ashes, a powerful man and woman of God. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to be quiet and let, let, let God do his work because <laughs> that was yes. a pa- powerful message. Um, Michelle, did you find seasons when your husband didn't want to talk about it? And did you, did you, what did you do in that, that season to help him uh, articulate some of the pain that he was dealing with. So it was the probably the seventh miscarriage. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the, it was the eighth miscarriage, and I'm getting ready. We're going to try again. We're getting ready to try again, and I could mm-hmm. feel that he was he was tired. I could feel that he was like, I just don't want to deal with this again. I don't. I just, you know, I'm not really sure. You know. I, maybe we should just be okay with our one child. Like he was really, I could see he was really having a hard time, which I completely understood. I wasn't trying to pressure him in anything, but all I needed to do was, all I needed to do was I didn't need to use my words uh, to convince him. I just went to the Lord and Mm. I said, Lord, I cannot convince him. This is a very sensitive thing for him. And I'm going to be respectful of that. I, I get it. Um, and I said, so, Lord, I pray that you would just begin to, to help us, touch our hearts, you speak your truth to us, and, um, and just really do a work in my husband's heart. I began to pray for him a mm. lot and, mm-hmm. um, and ask the Lord to minister to him. And, um, and so, yes, I would talk every now and then about it, you know, let him know that I was, I was all right and that I was still um, – mm-hmm. I laugh, but this is what I'll, I say to people. I was kind of shaking heaven for my kids. I was like, listen, I have a promise, <laughs> <There you laughs> and go. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go until I see these babies manifest. 
Um, so that's what that's where I was, and my husband was not quite there with me, and so I had to relax, I had to pray, and let let the Holy Spirit do His work. And sure enough, um, that this last time we just, I said, "Honey, let's just pray, let's just pray." And I said, "You know what? If the Lord does not bring it this time, I said, then you know we'll see, we'll we'll just we'll just leave it up to the Lord. Maybe we should adopt. I don't know. I don't have an answer, but we're gonna try one more time." And the mm-hmm. Lord brought my second son. Mm-hmm. healthy, all the pregnancies were healthy, all of them, no complications. I, it, was, I, it was a joy to carry them. It was just something. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and I've seen them on, on Facebook and just a, a couple of pictures here and there, and they are, are gorgeous. They look like they're so much fun. I did want to, I wanted to say to our uh, audience, if anyone has a question um, that you would like to ask Michelle, of course you can call in. I just had someone text and ask me if they could. The number is 347-324-5246. Press 1. If you have a question about uh, something specific that, that Michelle is, is, uh, has, is talking about, of course you can call 347-324-5246. Press 1, and we'll try our best to get your question in. And, um, Michelle, do you, um, you know, as you, as you share your story, which let me just ask you, um, I know the answer, but I want the audience to know, what is, uh, why do you feel compelled to share this story, your story? Oh, goodness. Well, for one, I know that miscarriage, miscarriages are very frequent. They happen very often without a reason without people mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, the doctors would say, well, it's just normal. It just happens. Unfortunately, this is just what it is. That's what I kept hearing. There was no, this is the issue. This is the problem. It was just, well, it just happens. And, um, and I know that there are a lot of people sitting in churches and sitting in conferences and people of God who have this unanswered why that is haunting them, this unanswered mm-hmm. why that is causing a rift between their relationship with God in some capacity. And that unanswered why uh, can really be tor- can torment someone. And so yeah. I wanted to, to talk about this and pull it out because when I was going through this, I kept asking, where are the voices? Where, who's talking about miscarriages? Like, mm-hmm. no, where, can I, where can I hear someone say there's hope or that God is, is there or to encourage me? And it was, it's like a secret thing within churches people kind of don't really talk about. And mm-hmm. so... I, I just I just wanted to to kind of be that person that would say, hey, yes, this is what's happening in my life. But through this, God showed me who he was in a special way. I'm not the same woman I was before my first miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I treasure mm-hmm. that, even though it came through fire, even though it came through walking through the, one of the darkest seasons of my life, I was adamant about never letting go of God in any capacity. In fact, really digging in and leaning in more than I ever have in my life because he was the only one who had, my, had the ability to heal me. He was the only one. And so I couldn't separate myself from the one who could heal my heart. Right. Because then, right. Because then I want to say this, because then I am left with only what the enemy offers, which is depression, guilt, shame, um, yes. all kinds of crazy stuff. And to that, I, I, I said a resounding no thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And you can. See, that's the thing. You can. And that's why mm-hmm. I do this radio show. This is why we do TV. This is why we're speaking. Because I feel, I, I fear that so many people don't realize 
that they have been empowered by God to say, no, thank you. Yeah. I'm moving yep. on. And, and but, right. we have to, but we have to do that using the word, right? It's our, yeah. uh, it's our choice, but we have to use the word. Was there any scripture um, or, or what were some of the scriptures that you used? To keep you, oh, because yes. you are strongly grounded, and I love that you held on to, you know, those the, the thought that you were going to have the promise of the two children. But was there, what, in your darkest times, Michelle, what, was there particular scriptures or, you know, when, you, when, when everyone was calling you to give up, like they did with Job, and they, you know, and people mm-hmm. with good intentions who don't really understand will try to soothe us by helping us just to settle, Right. Oh, gosh. Yes. 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 And so how did you, how did you do that? Um, How did, what did, how did you in the darkest when it was just you and him, um, how did you hang on? So there, of course I read Hannah and I love that she was so passionate about her, her desiring a son that, that the, the priest thought she was drunk. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, sir, I'm not drunk, but it just shows yes. how passionate she was. And that's how I, I, I decided to be, that I wasn't going to let go, that I was going to be passionate about what I believed, and I wasn't going to be afraid or just settle and just say, oh, well, maybe it's not for me and not even try anymore because then I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be looking into my two sons' eyes today if I had done that. Right, right. absolutely. You know? Oh, my yeah. gosh, I can't, even, I, can't even, I, can't even, I can't even fathom that when I hold them. These are my promises in my arms. Mm. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's powerful. Um, I love the I love the scripture that says, "When I walk through the fire and when I walk through the waters, it will not overwhelm me, or I will not be burnt." Like all of that. Like, yes, I'm going to go through this dark time. However, when I come out on the other side of this, God is going to be glorified. God is going to be mm. glorified. And I have to say this, Kim. Even if God did not give me children, hmm, there you go. Um, there you go. Even if I told. The very first time I had my miscarriages, I told the mm. Lord, nothing mm. will be in front of you, nothing, not even my strong desire, my mm. dream to have children. I want you more than anything in this world, and I lay my mm. everything at your feet. And I mm. said, Lord, I'm going to go after my promises. However, mm. if you do not bless me with these promises, you are still good. You are there still you amazing, and I will serve you for all of my days. He didn't have to mm. do this, Kim, but he yeah. did, and but I give him did. glory for it. Yes, the but sto- he did. The, the story of the Hebrew children, even if you don't save us, even if you don't, yeah. we will not bow to it. And I love it. I thank you so much for adding that because, friends, we don't know ultimately what God's plan is for us. And the pain that we are suffering through now are for eternal glory. So don't give mm-hmm. up on God. There is a caller online. Caller, I'm going to tell you, you need to press 1 uh, to come on because we can't, uh, can't do that until you press 1 and you get into our virtual. Uh, there's some callers online. And if you're there just to listen, that's great. But if you want to come on and talk uh, to Michelle, you need press 1 and we'll bring you on. Michelle, I just love that. I also think about... Um, Gosh, that was powerful. I just want to sit in it for just a minute, though. I, I think that we so many times think that it, that we can um, 
that we're, we give up on God when he doesn't do it our way. God has this incredible mm-hmm. plan, and we have to decide. Even if you don't do it according to what we think, we will still honor you. That is that is so yeah. huge. Okay, Michelle, we have a caller, 6160. Okay. We're gonna, and we're going to invite this caller in. Caller, we have just a few minutes, but we'd love to hear from you. Welcome to Coffee. Hi, Kim and Michelle. This is Becky from Georgia. Hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. Hi, um, Kim, you know me very well. Um, I do. But there's one thing you probably don't know is that I went through eight uh, in vitro fertilizations to have one child. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciate Michelle opening up this morning and sharing not just her pain, but also her strategy for moving forward. So first, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. God bless you. And thank you. this is quite a ways in the past 14 years now. So that's, that template, I think that's my main question today is just it's so fresh for you having a young baby. It, it sounds like your son is a little over a year. Mm-hmm. But my question for you is how would you take that whole entire experience as a template moving forward for other challenges as I'm in the midst of another challenge right now that has nothing to do with fertility. But mm-hmm. um, how would you, all the wonderful things that you've shared um, from Hum and Count it All Joy and Show Me Who mm-hmm. You Are to Kim's comment about taste and see, um, mm-hmm. applying that to a fresh challenge, if you will. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it, right. it, it doesn't matter per se, what the challenge is, whether it be losing a child, it could be, you know, losing a, um, a parent, it could be an illness, whatever it is. The, the point is, is that in the middle of that dark season, in the middle of that pain, um, there, there is so much available to you uh, to help you get through it. God himself, the creator of the universe, master of the entire world, he wants mm-hmm. to escort you through those tough moments. And while he's doing that, he's actually dropping these nuggets in your spirit that empowers mm-hmm. you and helps you and strengthens you in a way that if you had not trusted God as you walk through it, if you're holding your breath, Chris, I'm a believer, but this is really painful and I'm not really sh- sure how to move because I'm mm-hmm. tired, I'm just weary. Um, here's the thing. This is what I learned from myself. You will, I will, I'll say I will, I will never trust who I don't know. If I'm in a store and I, and I have my purse and it's got a million dollars in it, and I say, Mom, hold my purse. I've got to go to the restroom. I'm, I'm at peace because I know my mom's heart for me. She's not going to steal from me. She's going to be great. But if I'm in a store and there's a stranger and I say, hey, hold this for me. I've got to go to the restroom. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even do that because I don't know if you're going to be right for me, if you're going to be good to me, if you're, going to, if you're going to harm me, if you're going to steal from me. I'm not going to trust who I don't know. And I realize mm-hmm. in that moment, God, my everything, my trust, my love, my healing, everything that I need to get through this moment is anchored in me knowing you even the more. Mm-hmm. Because in mm-hmm. that knowing him, there is a peace that, gosh, this hurts really bad. But you know what? I'm surrounded by an accompaniment of angels, and God Almighty stands for me, and I'm going to make it through this. And he's going to show me how to be a light in the midst of this situation. I don't know how he does it. I don't have an answer for it. But some way, somehow, he is able to make all things work together for my good. It doesn't make sense to me now. But I promise you, 
God's word never falls short. He'll do what he mm-hmm. says. And so if I just keep walking and I just keep diving in and getting to know him more, I promise you on the other side of this, you will be amazed at what he does, the miracle that he shows and births in your spirit and in your heart and, 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 and within the situation. Mm-hmm. And, the, and your family too. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Th- and thank you for and thank you for that question because yes. I think that that was a beautiful way to put it a template for any hurt any pain that you're going through these principles uh, are become can become active and alive in our spirit and in our being to carry us through beautiful yes. question thank thank you Becky so so much yeah uh huh. Uh, such a such a valid point, Michelle, because that that is one that I wanted to to bring out is that you know you may be in the middle of a, a, a diagnosis, you may be facing a death, you may be you know in a, a strange relationship, whatever it is, you know it just seems to me, Michelle, that everything that you're saying here really is focus on God. That's the only thing that gets you through. You mm-hmm. will not make it listening to everybody's advice. I, believe it or not, you won't make it trying to figure it out yourself. You have mm-hmm. to literally throw yourself in the arms of the Lord and say, I have no answers, but I know you do, and I'm not moving. I'm not budging. I'm staying right here. Right. And keep that focus on him. Michelle, you have such yeah. a powerful story. Uh, do you ever experience any pushback from your message? Of course. There are people who don't believe that I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, there let's are people... talk about that a minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, there are people who feel like, oh, this is so airy-fairy, like, this is, like, couldn't be, it's not practical, you probably need to go through, like, 20 years of counseling or something of that nature, and so they don't believe me, because in their mind, um, and I understand it, though, so I'm not angry, and I don't get weird about it, I get it, because the things of the things of the spirit, when applied to practical emotional stuff, can get really lost, it can get weird, it can get People don't understand it or they can't. But my thing was is I knew that if I didn't figure out how to apply God full-blown in my life, I was going to go down, and I didn't know how long I was going to be down, honey. I thought that I was literally going to be a one bitter, broken, pulled away from God. I was going to have this thing in my heart that if I saw another woman who was pregnant, I was going to feel funky about that. I wasn't Mm -hmm. going to be able to celebrate other people's miracles. I was going to be bitter. I knew, Kim, that if I Mm. didn't choose God, I was going to become someone I didn't want to become. I knew it. The pain was so great. I knew it was going to overcome me. And so I hid myself in Mm. him. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, it's just beautiful. It makes me think of a picture of the bird that you see sometimes on Facebook where the bird is just bowed in the midst of the rain, and he just says, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, he is my peace in the midst of the storm, and, and, I, yes. and I, that's what I see. You know, Michelle, Michelle, everything that you've talked about today leads me to uh, a scripture that I would like to conclude on, and then I want to be sure and uh, give our audience ways to reach you, where to find you, your shows, or what, however, whatever uh, you would be willing to share with us. But, you know, I asked you that question, you know, why is it so important for you to share your story? And I love it. It's helping set people free. It's helping them to see God for who he really is 
It's helping us to understand that in the best of times, bad things are going to happen. We don't understand God's plan. We are to be an ambassador of that plan. But everything that you've also said reminds me of a powerful scripture. And, you know, one of the things I love to do, Michelle, and I know you do as well, is I I love to help people discover the power of their story. So many times it looks like such a dark, dark story until you put the light of God's hope in it. And then you begin to realize that's where we can become God's voice of hope to others in their hearts. But everything yeah. reminds me of Revelation 12:11. I know you know it. Revelation 12:11. Audience, it reads this way. And they, other people, overcame him, yeah. Yeah, overcame uh, the, the powers of the enemy, the lives of the devil, the circumstances of the day, they overcame by two ways, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And if you'll picture this, what this means is this, what the, God, when he sent his son, when Jesus was, came and he gave his life, and you, you know the story and, and was risen on our behalf, that was the blood of the lamb that was shed just for you and me. Now, God comes to us in our life, and he asks us, he, he welcomes us in to partner with him to share our story, our testimony, so that others will see the goodness of God. That's yeah. why it's so important, right, Michelle, to tell right. your testimony. God is yeah. literally inviting you and me to tell our story so that other people may get a greater glimpse of the great God we serve. And that ultimately, isn't that just powerful, Michelle, to think about that? It's the most beautiful thing. I love the benefits that came with his resurrected body. And that he, he, he said these benefits, peace and joy and power and, and all authority, all these things, I hand to you as well. You can have them as well. You can move in them and live in them as well. And I said to myself, like I said, if I'm going to go through this pain, I'm going to grab every benefit. I'm not going to leave not one thing on the table. I'm mm-hmm. going to have it all so I can get through this. And then he empowers me to release it to other people so that they too can be empowered and come out of um, torment and come yeah. to a place of healing and resolve that God is indeed good no matter what. And then as they heal, they do the same to their community. And it's like a wildfire that keeps spreading throughout. Absolutely. And, and there, you know, everything, so many times, I love being able to speak the scripture in, in everyday words. And you just, you, you just nailed Second Corinthians 1, 3 through, three through 5. Praise to be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles. Why? So that we can comfort those in their trouble. Friends, that's why all of this is about. This is why Michelle travels the country and beyond. This is why we do what we do. And this is why it's important for you to discover the power of your story, for you to share what God has gotten you through. Not only does it give God glory, but it helps release others and sets them free to be and to do what God has called them to do. Michelle, you are amazing. Uh, Two requests. Two requests, Michelle. Number one, I want you to um, 
first, I just want to just thank you and thank you, and I love you, and I love your story, and I love your heart, and you know how we pray for one another. We cheer one yes. another on with our yes. prayers and our love for one another. I love when women get together and there's yes. you know, there's, a, there's a completing of God. There's no competition. Yes. There's no. Right. I love that, and we've always had that. So yes. with that, I would love for you to please share with our audience, how they might reach out to you, your website, things like that. And then I'm wondering, after doing that, I'm wondering, uh, and I know your voice is probably a little tired, but just a little bit of what you uh, began singing to us before. Can we just close out in that? Oh, if you're too tired, I understand. But if you No, could. no. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. But All right. First, tell us how, we can, how, how our listeners can find you. Okay, I would love to meet you all. You all are, thank you for listening. Thank you for, for being on today. Um, so Instagram is um, Michelle Music, one word. So I'll spell my name. It's M-Y-S-H-E-L Music on Instagram. And then please come by my website, Michelle Wilkins. Uh, again, M-Y-S-H-E-L Wilkins, W-I-L-K-I-N-S.com. MyShellWilkins.com, Michelle Music on Instagram. I'm going to sing Great Is Thy Faithfulness because that was one of the songs that got me through to declare that God is indeed faithful. Mm, okay, well, what we're going to do is before she starts singing, my friends here that have joined us on coffee, I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye because we are going to sit and be ministered to and loved on by the incredible and beautiful voice of Michelle Wilkins. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. We oh, thank love you, Kim. you so much. Thank love you. you too. Thank you. God all bless you right. all. And audience, thank you for joining us and we will, yes. we, will sing, we will let Michelle sing us out. Goodbye, everybody. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. For thou hast been thy forever will be. So great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, grand new mercies I see. All I have needed, your hand has provided. So great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, Lord, until me. Amen. Goodbye, everybody. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrable.org Thank you for joining us today and remember to learn more please visit kimcrable.org